if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratt's Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Good morning. Welcome to the Bob France Authority. As you can tell, I'm not Bob France. I am Khalid Namar. I've been in this seat before. I am happy to be back here on Thursday, August 20th. Uh, sitting in for my good brother Bob. First, I want to thank everybody. We had a, a a movie viewing of the Larry Elder documentary Uncle Tom uh, the other night at Byzantine. Um, I'm sorry, St. Joseph Byzantine Catholic Church in Brexville. Outstanding turnout. Thank you to everyone who helped us with that. Uh, Jan as well, and my brother Dan Messina for putting that together. We had a great turnout. Great night. All of our friends showed up. It was. It was special. So thanks for the bottom of my heart. And on behalf of Dan Messina, thank you. Uh, our good buddies over at our sister station. Uh, uh, one of them you, you'll hear in a second, Steve Krause. Um, and George Satari helped us out on the Monday, uh, Monday Night Roundtable radio show. They, they promoted the heck out of us. Awesome, awesome night. Uh, it does a lot for our nonprofit organization, the American Trinity Project, which we seek to educate people about civics and uh, the Constitution. It was fantastic. So thanks again for that. And uh, check out our website, uh, Um, There's been a, a, a stain on our televisions the last couple of days with the DNC convention. Um, no mention of all the carnage taking place in our streets, the violence, the burning, the looting. No mention of that, which is a tacit agreement on, and as far as I'm concerned on their part. And we had our former governor uh, speak at the DNC convention, which a lot of us find not so shocking, if you know anything about John Kasich. So I wanted to invite a good friend of of, of, of ours uh, and from our sister station, uh, the Money Not Roundtable, Steve Krause in the house to talk about uh, our good buddy John Kasich. Steve, are you there? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> good guy. Krause in the house. Krause is in the house again. <laughs> what do you make of Kasich? I mean, I know you 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 know exactly. Uh, he's not on your Christmas card list, but uh, it, did he actually uh, disappoint you even more than he already has? You know, actually, he didn't surprise me in the least. Um, 
He's an interesting fellow because, you know, he sold himself as a conservative to Ohio uh, back in 2010 when he ran for governor. And at first he kind of did some conservative things, but, you know, he promotes himself as a man of God, but he's pro-abortion. So I don't know how those mix. But it's interesting that he stood up there for Joe Biden, which is the swamp. And John Kasich is a swamp creature, too. And he actually endorsed the Democrat nominee, which is the front man for whatever this socialist communist movement that the Democrat Party, which by all intents and purposes, it has been hijacked by the uh, Marxists, uh, AOC and uh, the uh, squad and their ilk and Bernie Sanders. And, you know, I was at the Tom Zawakowski yes. We the People Convention not too long ago. You were there, too, weren't you? Actually, no, but my, my, my good friend Dan Messina was there. Okay, Dan was there. Mm-hmm. And, and Frank LaRose said a very interesting thing, our Secretary of State. He said he met Donald Trump on the tarmac uh, just recently when uh, President Trump came to visit. And he said something, if you don't support the party nominee, you're not a Republican. And everybody applauded. And everybody thought, oh, that's great, you know. So, John Kasich, you're not a Republican because you're not supporting our nominee. And you didn't support him in 2016 either. As a matter of fact, you got butthurt when you lost the primary. You wouldn't go to the convention in Cleveland and welcome everybody in. And now... You're openly, because, you know, him and Matt Borges, which is another interesting character, set up that whole Lincoln Project, which is a super PAC, for money from Republicans or anybody else, or Joe Biden. You know, I understand, okay, if Casey says, I do not want to support Donald Trump, I'll vote for, you know, Captain Kangaroo or, or whatever he says. But to go and endorse Joe Biden... I find it stunning. I find it stunning to me that you would endorse a guy who is actually going to be a puppet for some of the most radical Democrats we've we've seen since the 1960s, uh, in my opinion. Sure. Do you think he has a future at all in politics? Do you think he's going to run for some other uh, office, maybe maybe president at at some point in the future? I I don't I think he's he's done. I think he is so poisoned his own well he's deluded i mean he's delusional because and i'll give you the history i know john very well because i ran state representative in 2014 and i ran a race i actually did what president trump did only two years earlier i ran a race i really didn't want to run i ran for state rep instead of congress and then i beat somebody that i wasn't supposed to and I beat the most powerful person in all of Ohio, the most powerful Democrat, Chris Redfern. And what I found out when I beat him was that the cabal, and we call it the Columbus Sewer or the Columbus Cabal, it's the deep state of Ohio. They're all in bed together down there in Columbus. And John Kasich, and it's, this is all alleged now, but John Kasich was cutting deals with Chris Redfern. Back in 2014, he cut a deal to win his re-election by over 30 points. And it is believed that Chris Redford, the chairman of the Democrat Party of Ohio, sold out their gubernatorial candidate, Ed Fitzgerald, because he didn't like him, 
to the Republicans, and I'm not sure what was promised in return, but Kasich ended up winning by about 33 points, and he had to win by 30 points. So he could keep his war chest of money secure. So, because he was going to run for president, he kept like $3 million in the bank or something like that, so he could go ahead and run for president. The interesting thing is when I won that election on November 4th for state rep of Ohio in the Erie, Ottawa counties, the 89th Ohio House District, my phone exploded. I mean, Congressman Jordan called me up and congratulated me. Even Matt Borges, the chairman of the Ohio Republican Party, called me up and congratulated me. The party down there in Columbus, ORC, John Case, nobody helped me. I never heard from the governor. That's the one person. You know, I beat the chairman of the Democrat Party. I never got a pat on the back. I never got called to the office. I never He never bought a beer for me. John never said boo. And when I finally ran into him once, seven months later, you know what he did? When I went up and introduced myself and shook his hand, he laughed in my face oh, and walked away. <laughs> That's John Kasich. Well, he, so, he he was the one that stood up, I think, uh, just not too long ago and told us not to believe anything uh, Joe Biden says. Um, so I would ask him, were you lying then or are you lying now? He's completely off his rocker. Why would you support somebody that's ushering in communism unless you hate your country, too? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make sense, Khalid. Yeah. You see the protests. You see the riots. You've talked about it. We've seen the burning and the looting and what's been going on in Cleveland and Columbus and why would you support that? Why would you be on that side? Uh, the, the, I will say this. Trump derangement is so real. It should be covered yeah. by Obamacare. It is so <laughs> it is so real. It is such a derangement that you I have literally you can't talk about the weather without a Trump uh, comment coming. I've literally mentioned to people a subject that had nothing to do with politics and Trump's name comes up. His hatred for Trump is so so real, so entrenched that he is endorsing Joe Biden simply because he he hates Donald Trump. And he's probably angry at the Republican Party, members of it, for supporting Trump. But guess what? We know Trump is flawed. He's a flawed politician. He, what comes up comes out. But guess what? He's better than the left. He's better than what we're getting in our major cities. He's better than uh, the alternatives, for sure. He's better than Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, and in, in, in my opinion, certainly. So, uh, Kasich doesn't see the big picture. It's all about his personal feelings. Right. He's butthurt. He's butthurt. And, you know, Donald Trump is a flawed individual like the rest of us, but he is the right man at the right time to stand against the tide. And he's keeping his promises. How many politicians have you voted for that you believe what they told you and then they went down to Columbus or they went to D.C. or they went wherever and, oh, it's just too hard. Oh, I tried my best, but I can't get it done. Well, Donald Trump isn't that way. He rolls up his sleeves and he figures it out. Yeah. I'll I say, I'll, I think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think he's one of the greatest. I think he's going to go down in history as one of our greatest presidents, top five for sure. Well, I'll say this about him. Um, and I told a friend this the other day, you know, Trump, Trump is like a hitman. You don't hire him because he's a nice guy. Uh, you hire him to do a job. And I think that the way I look at him is, is he is somebody that you hire uh, to go out and do a job that most people won't want to do. And exactly. He obviously fights the left. He fights the media. He fights a little too much sometimes. But I think that his instincts are good. 
So I'll say this. Um, I kind of wanted a president that did not care about taking the heat, who had a little bit of bravery. And I think that's what we have. So I know where my vote's going. Um, and I know where your vote's going. We just got to keep fighting. And, um, you know, we got about a minute left. Uh, I'm going to promote your show on the Monday nights, the Monday night roundtable with our good friend George Satari on WHKW. That's right, 1220 AM, the word that we're your sister station. And we we appreciate that. We appreciate all that you do and all the conservative groups coming together to uh, do what is right for the people. And that's what a lot of these elected officials have forgotten. And Kasich's a perfect example. You're supposed to be servants of the people. We're not supposed to be your servant. And that's the that's the point. Well, it was good to have Kraus in the house. <laughs> thank you brother god bless you god bless ohio and god bless america thank you thank you brother yeah i'll tell you uh, uh you know john Kasich is is a very wealthy man um he has made quite a bit of money in wall street but uh hopefully he'll 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 live a nice life just out of ohio politics so we're going to be back on the other side uh i'm going to be talking about bill gates Bill Gates is not a good guy. Um, I'm going to be sharing some information about this guy that some of you know, some of you may not know. I am Khalid Namar. I'm in for my brother Bob France on the Bob France Authority. See you on the other side. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. We're back live on the Bob France Authority. I'm Khalid Namar in for Bob France this morning. Um, Bill Gates, billionaire, one of the most successful American businessmen ever, revolutionized our lives with his, uh, you know, Microsoft software. But since he has amassed so much wealth. He's moved on to a second, and now he's on a third act. The second act was education. He helped usher in uh, the widely unpopular Common Core uh, educational system. He's also now been a huge proponent and funder of vaccination programs around the world. He's been promoting through his own public statements, on his blog, on his public talks, and his interviews population control i mean if you 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 read what he says you listen to what he writes his wife uh, announced in london that they were spending 400 million dollars on the u.n population fund um, control fund so this isn't uh, some wild conspiracies you just go by what the guy says and what he spends his money on and what he talks about publicly uh one of the biggest uh antagonists of bill gates has been robert f kennedy jr and around the world, Bill Gates is not a popular guy with some of his vaccination programs. They've had some very adverse effects on people and deadly effects, which has been acknowledged by even the World Health Organization, even by a large uh, Catholic uh, uh, bishop uh, doctors group in, in Kenya. Uh, I'm going to read you something um, that is from the International Free Press, and it is uh, co-authored by... Uh, or shall I say endorsed by Robert Kennedy Jr. And he has talked about Bill Gates's strategy uh, 
and his vaccine uh, programs around the world, uh, promising to eradicate polio. With $1.2 billion, Gates took control of India's National Advisory Board and mandated 50 polio vaccines up from five to every child before age five. Indian doctors blamed the Gates campaign for a devastating vaccine strain portfolio epidemic that paralyzed 496,000 children between 2000 and 2017. In 2017, the Indian government dialed back Gates' vaccine regime and evicted Gates and his cronies from the NAB. Portfolio paralysis rates dropped precipitously. In 2017, the World Health Organization reluctantly admitted that the global portfolio explosion, I'm sorry, the global polio explosion is predominantly vaccine strain, meaning it is coming from Gates vaccine program. The most frightening epidemics in Congo, the Philippines, Afghanistan are all linked to Gates' vaccines. By 2018, three-fourths of global polio cases were from Gates vaccines. In 2014, the Gates Foundation funded tests of experimental HPV vaccines developed by GSK and Merck on 23,000 young girls in remote Indian provinces. Approximately 1,200 suffered severe side effects, including autoimmune and fertility disorders. Seven died. Indian government investigations charged that Gates-funded researchers committed pervasive ethical violations, pressuring vulnerable village girls into trials, into trial, bullying parents, forging consent forms, and refusing medical care to the injured girls. The case is now in the country's Supreme Court. In 2010, the Gates Foundation funded a trial of, of uh, GSK's experimental malaria vaccine, killing 151 African infants and causing serious adverse effects, including paralysis, seizure, febrile convulsions to 1,048 of the 5,049 children. During Gates' 2002 Men Afrovac campaign in sub-Saharan Africa, Gates' operatives forcibly vaccinated thousands of African children against meningitis. Between 50 and 500 children developed paralysis. South African newspapers complained, quote, we are guinea pigs for drug makers. Nelson Mandela's former senior economist, Professor Patrick Bond, described Gates' philanthropic practices as, quote, ruthless and immoral. In 2010, Gates committed $10 billion to the WHO, promising to reduce population in part through new vaccines. A month later, Gates told a TED Talk that new vaccines could, quote, reduce population. In 2014, Kenya's Catholic Doctors Association accused the WHO of chemically sterilizing millions of unwilling Kenyan women with a phony tetanus vaccine campaign. Independent labs found the sterility formula in every vaccine tested. After denying the charges, WHO finally admitted that it had been developing the sterility vaccines for over a decade. This is really disturbing stuff. Similar accusations came from Tanzania, Nicaragua, Mexico, and the Philippines. Wow. So we're going to do, we're going to have uh, a gentleman on in the next segment, uh, Dr. Scott Perlman, who knows quite a bit about this. And he'll be joining us here on the Bob France Authority. I'm Khalid Namar. Stick around. No Limit, Empire Window Company, 855-76-EMPIRE. We're back live on the Bar France Authority. I am Khalid Namar. I'm having a good time with my man Andrew in the in the on the on the wheels of steel. 
on the control board. Uh, you know, I talked in the last segment about Bill Gates and the damage this man is doing around the world with all this money and his influence. He's a, he, he can buy off governments. He has more money than most small countries. He's done a lot of bad things in the world, and he gets favorable media coverage here in the country. So I have a, a gentleman on the line uh, who knows quite a bit about this subject. His name is Dr. Scott Perlman. How are you, Dr. Scott? I'm, I'm doing well. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you for coming on, especially on such short notice. Uh, you've been following this issue for a while, the issue of the vaccines uh, and Bill Gates, who wants 7 billion people in the world to be vaccinated and also to have these, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, these uh, micro dot, uh, uh, whatever you well, call them, ta- these tattoos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us about what well, you know about Bill Gates. There's both is is both is the tattooing there's more than two there's several things out there but really off the cuff right away up front is the tattooing that they're talking about they're also talking about the nano needling like the band-aid effect that will also have dna in it as well and then they talk about obviously the vaccination which is injected by a hydrocell uh gel kind of thing that inoculates the individual and allows it to grow and spread throughout the body but what people aren't really paying attention about that one and most of them about is that it's all microbiotic and people need to understand and wake up and listen to that verbiage is robotic. And robotic has to work by something. Um, and that's 5G. And when people say that vaccines aren't connected to 5G, they're mistaken because that, that product line right there, which Bill Gates funds through three major companies in Germany alone, and, you know, uh, CureVac is, is one of them, you know, um, where they're doing RNA and DNA along with microbiotics. You know, uh, Anovio, Anovio is another one. Anovio, back in 2015, he's donated $45 million to Anovio. You know, he's given to Moderna $25 million for their RNA and DNA uh, and, you know, research along with this DNA nanotechnology that with the uh, microbiotic organisms, that's that's real, and people need to see that. You know, you can look up these companies, see what they're doing, see what they're about, and he's promoting it. People have to see too that he's donating these millions of dollars. So many people say, "Oh, Bill Gates gives money this and that." He donates this money as an investment. He donates millions to make billions at humanity's expense. He wants control. And he's showing that. I mean, there's no denying it. It's up front. He's on TED TV talking about his vaccination can reduce population by 15 to 20 percent. And people are in the audience clapping for that. Yeah. He, he gave not realize he, he mentioned he mentioned that in the TED talk uh, about yeah. the reduction in population. He's interviewed yeah. with Sanjay Gupta back in 2011 on CNN, where he's talked about population control. He writes on his that's, blog about population control. Yeah. That's deaf. Anybody wanted those people are clapping, you want to be part of that statistic? I don't think so. You know, it, it's not a way to go. It's about being very controlling. It's about making more money than anybody else. People say he's not a doctor, he's not a scientist, he's not this, he's not that. I'll tell you what he is. He's a man with a lot of money who buys all of that to teach him. He's got the best homeschool program in the world. He teaches all these doctors, all these professors, all these scientists to teach him what's going on. He is educated by the best of the best in the world. So he doesn't need to be a scientist and all that, but he's learning this technology, and this is what he wants. 
the, the, the smirking and the attitude that he gives on film is outright disrespectful. It, it's not right. I don't see the plus in this. People don't understand that when you get injected by this stuff, you will be owned by government 100% and controlled. This is microbiotics. Got to hear it. It, yeah. it is. It's microbiotic organisms that will be ignited with 5G. Yeah. It, now, it, you think it, about it, that, that will have a number to it. It will have a number to that injection. That number is global access. That means no matter where you are, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, how many uh, for a woman, uh, what what are how many periods she's had, what her organisms are doing, what how many times she's had sex, how many steps in a day, they will know that no matter where you are, no matter where you go. Let me let me and you add this. I read something uh, regard uh, from Rice University because he's been working with Rice University and MIT. Um, okay, right, I, I, yeah. yeah. And I read something that these uh, these. Tattoos or, or memory uh, yeah. chips, or whatever you call them, yep. can can let uh, whoever wants to know how many vaccination or whether you've been vaccinated for something. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It can track 100%. all of your, your your medical history. Everything. Is that true? Everything, every down to the last dime you want. Everything. People worried about what you know. All of a sudden, they see the health app and the COVID app on your phone. How do you shut it off? Well, I, I created a video on that, and I showed people for iPhones how you shut it off. But I, I told people that the end result is here. you got to remember who put it on in the first place. Shut, it's going to be on your phone. You think they can't track you or trace you? So I agree. If you can shut it off, shut it off, and here's how you do it. But the bottom line is you can't get it off your phone, and they're the ones who put it on anyway. There are multiple ways they're using to track people and function of what's going on through money through these tattoos, through vaccination, through your smartphone, to your card. And yeah. this is what they want. So, this so, is what they want. I'm, I'm all for the science. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, for burn victims, for fire departments to find people they can't find in a burning building, it penetrates down to the ground, and, and you can find people for police, suspects, a cop, that, an officer that might be in danger, might be saved. I mean, I'm all for this type of technology. But what I'm, my real concern is what I talk a lot about out there is also with the elderly and the children that will be affected by this because the vaccines and these microchips through Bill Gates and other parts of government that are proving and working with him, like Fauci, Fauci's been recorded and filmed and videoed with the both of these guys and multiple meetings. Their agenda is to get this vaccination done and to happen so they can connect it to this 5G and people are not paying attention to that. The people that will be affected, mark my words, are the elderly and the children because their immune system cannot handle it. The elderly don't know. They're in a fog. They don't understand. And the children, parents just want what's best, get my kids this and that, when they should be educated about what this is and what's yeah. happening. So, so Dr. S- uh, Scott Perlman is our guest. Uh, Dr. Scott, tell us your background and how you got involved in well, following I'm these a, issues. I'm a chiropractor. I'm in practice for 20 years. Um, I have a basic associates in nutrition, but also in, in homeopathy, homeopathy studies for over 15, 20 years. I've been involved with that with patients. We help patients alternatively with cancer. We don't claim to cure anybody, but those that, you know, interested in things that get them well, get their immune system boosting and off chemo because we know chemo is not the answer. You know, um, I help people with this. We, I have a clinic setting where we were doing IVs for many years. We stopped that these days, but with cleansing protocols, chiropractic, 
pulse electromagnetic frequency to help the body in the cellular level to uh, electrodermal-lymphatic drainage, uh, again, cleansing programs, and chiropractic runs, runs the clinic. You know, it's about building immunity. If you don't have your immune system in, especially right now in this crisis, you're going to have a problem. Okay. You need your immune system. The, the effects with COVID, along with this uh, radiation that's coming from 5G and then some, are very much the same. And you're going to hear this out there. You know, and this is part of what I've been doing for years. I study under these programs. I, I look, I, I listen to the professors and people that are doing it longer and better than me, and I share this information and in education. The symptoms of bone pain, muscle pain, skull pain, fatigue, breathing issues are very much like covert. And you're going to see all of a sudden in my county, my daughter's home upstairs right now on school online. Surrounding counties, those kids are in school. What is that all about? How come you got kids in school and kids in that, that are not? Why aren't they all in school? Yeah. But I the problem that. is here, it, it, it's, a, it's a political mess, and the fight and arguing needs to stop because the kids are paying the price. Yeah. I got a question for what you real quick. You're from New York. I, I detect a New York accent. <laughs> I'm originally born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, yeah. Okay. So I read something also disturbing, uh, that the state legislator in New York last year during the measles outbreak, particularly in the right. Jewish community, they, yeah. in the cover of night, they snuck a bill in yeah. that forces yeah. vaccina- vaccination. Tell us about that. At that time, what they did, they took, I think, anywhere between th- three and five different boroughs by zip code, and specifically Jewish community, which I was shocked because a lot of the Hasidic Jews live in that zone. And what they did was they did sneak a bill in, and they were going door-to-door with police and, I believe, nursing and if you declined a vaccination for the MMR, or I think it was the measles. Yeah, yes, it was the measles. And uh, you are going to be either fined $1,000 or you're going to end up in a courtroom. And you could possibly go to jail, pay a fine and go to jail. That is 100% against your constitutional right. I don't understand how. And that's stopped, as we all see. Signed by that Governor Cuomo. Yes. That was a hit and run situation. Why did you do that? Personally, I think they did it to see how public were going to react to an overall mandate. And I and that hasn't happened so much yet. But there is a bill right now people need to pay attention to that will be countrywide if they approve it, which is HB 6666. And you need to read that bill. Everybody needs to go online and read that bill. That bill, it's a short bill. Everybody can read it quickly. And it will outright tell you that they can come to your home and test people. Now, if they test you, you're fine, but your children are not. You will have an option at that point. Either you inoculate them right there or not. And if you don't, they're going to take your children from you. Wow. And then what's going to happen there? You know as well as I do. There are some patriots. There are some ex-vets out there. (laughs) There are people that have their guns for protection. It won't be pretty. And it's going to get a little crazy. For what? For what? For, For government? For money? For politics? No different than going to war. Right? Why do we go to war? It's all these politicians that are not getting on the same page, and it always comes down to money, and we lose people. But the difference here is you have Americans fighting on American soil with government. Right. Well, how is that even making any sense? You got military that are ex-military becoming police officers, and they're sworn in to protect foreign and you know domestic and foreign. The same thing with military, and all of a sudden now we're going to run into a problem. 
where we have to fight against our own people right here in this country, and we have a constitution of this country that's supposed to protect us with amendments? How does how does how does how is this woman or man who's got a uniform on supposed to comprehend that in, in his or her mind? Well, I can tell you, all of these all going back to vaccination. Yeah, all of these fears Money. about Trump being the dictator was is, is are hilarious to me because the governors, like in California, they can shut your water and power off if you have too many people at your home. That, I see that. I I watched this. And he's passing bills to do that. Yes. What, what are you doing? That's that, that's insane. It is insane. insane. And it, people and it, people are, it, it, are watching silliness on television while their rights are being encroached. Yes. That's an overall agenda to disrupt the public from what's truly going on behind the scenes where bills are slipping in like HB 6666 and HB 5717 okay. on the gun law. Yeah. You know, the gun law, not making it harder to get a gun, 50, 35 to 50% more tax on guns and ammunition. Uh, people have no idea. We, we got about a minute left. Uh, to tell people how yeah. they can get, can get in touch with you, follow you well, on your social media. Me, yeah, they can, my, my e- you know, you can always get me through email, which is bkdc36 at gmail.com. People can find me on Facebook um, at, at Scott Perlman. But underneath it, you'll see where it says Dr. Scott. Uh, you'll see a picture of me and my, my, my better half and my kids there. You can also reach me on uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm there as Dr. Scott Perlman. I'm on Instagram as Dr. Scott Perlman. Uh, JAS Medical and Wellness Center, J-A-S is JAS for my three daughters, uh, JAS Medical and Wellness Center. Uh, my website is www.drscottperlman.com. Uh, they can reach me through there if they want to. More information, I try my best to get back to everybody within 24 to 48 hours, if not instantaneously. Um, love to help any way I yeah. can. It's always about helping and caring and sharing. And I always say, do your research out there, and that it's important to me that it's important to you. I say it all the time. You know, it's Absolutely. time we wake up as Americans and wake up at the damn switch. Absolutely. Period. Thank you, Dr. Scott Perlman, for sharing your wisdom with us and your information. We're going to talk to you again for sure. This has been great. Thank you for joining us here on the Bob France Authority. We'll see you again. Well, I appreciate it. God bless everybody. God bless everybody and their families that are watching and listening. It's much appreciated and all the time. God bless you all. Thank you. Very powerful stuff. Dr. Scott Perlman. Uh, check him out. He's got a lot to say. He's on YouTube as well. And I am Khalid Namar. And I will be back on the other side. Stick around. We're back live on the Bob France Authority. I'm Khalid Namar in for Bob France. Let's go to a call. Uh, Sister Mary Grace from Brooklyn has been holding for a while. How are oh you, Sister Mary Grace? Oh, my goodness, Khalid. How are you? <laughs> I am excellent. <laughs> Good to hear from you. I met you guys. I saw the movie with oh, my you... friend Rich Duda. Thank you for, for coming out Monday night. Uh, Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday honey, night. you were excellent. And you're, oh, you are so informed. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, this is 
craziness. When Dave Zanotti got that 6666, oh, he couldn't believe it. He said, they're joking. They're joking. You know, he's with the Ohio Roundtable. Yes. I'm telling you, they're wicked. They're right in your face wicked. But I wanted to talk to you about the Eighth Amendment and what they did with it. Okay. They changed it. And now it's called summary application. That's why when they go to jail, I don't care if they're rapists, pedophilia, whatever they do, that's why they're letting them out. And Obama did that. You have to check the Eighth Amendment. We've got to change that. And in 1986, they also put in the thing that you couldn't sue them for the vaccine. Oh, yeah, you're talking. Right. And and that's a good point. Uh, Thank you for your call. Uh, Yeah, you're talking about uh, the uh, pharmaceutical industry, which can't be sued. However, claims are taken to a sort of arbitrator uh, and then there's usually a settlement made. So you you can't really sue these uh, pharmaceuticals for for vaccines uh, or or malpractice for vaccines or the effects. You have to kind of take a settlement from this fund, which taxpayers are paying for. Yeah, so I, I, you are correct about that. Um, and that is a little-known fact. So thanks for bringing that up. Uh, let's go to another call. Let's go to Todd. Todd, how are you? Clean Neymar. You hear me okay? I can hear you. What's up, brother? I hear you a lot uh, on some of these airways. Good to call. Good to hear from um, you. Okay. I, I want to um, make this comment about five easy points that I think people should pay attention to okay. as it applies to Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Yes potentially becoming vice president or anybody else that's leaving from her position that looking for a different office. One, if you're applying for a job, the first thing you need to tell me is to what degree are you going to um, do the responsibilities of the job. Vice president only has two constitutional responsibilities. She's, although, however simple they may be, that should have been the first thing she should have been talking about. Get them out the way. Explain what she, how she would handle them and then move on to the other flexible things that she would be doing okay. as it applies to what the um, president would want her to do. Because that's what you do when you're trying to get a job. You say what you're going to do as it applies to the job. The second thing is that um, she currently has a job that 7 million-plus people voted for her to get. They lobbied. They knocked on doors. They put out mailings. They made phone calls. And within two years of her on that job, which was a six-year term, She's already trying to get another job. That didn't work out. Now she's trying to get another job. See how this one works out. I'm not knocking her for it, but this is something that a lot of politicians do that I think they shouldn't do. It's not the private sector. You're getting people to rally for your cause. It's different, okay? And But if she, since she's done it, the next thing she should have been talking about was as it applies to you being a U.S. senator from the state of California, Talk to us about what you have done specifically okay. for the state of California as you have been a U.S. senator so we can get a good look at what kind of employee you really are. Right. So we got a she minute. Didn't do we, that. we got a minute left. So roll through your next. That's uh, it. Couple. Yep. No, that's it. Oh, that's she, it. Didn't, she didn't do those things. And that's where I take issue with her having spoke. I'm like, everybody should do that when you're applying for a job, especially a public sector job. Todd, so what, what is there to go on? You're absolutely right, Todd. Um, you're right. A lot of the politicians, they're there. The, to get a job for the next job, they climb the ladder. They have they're looking past the next job all the time. So if you're a senator, uh, I'm sorry, if you are a, you know a 
uh, a local. Use her. If, you, if you're a local rep, yeah. But I'm saying if you're a local rep, you're always looking to go to the next highest office before you've actually fulfilled your responsibi- responsibilities of the current job. So you are correct. That's an excellent point. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I think that that is a great, great point. A lot of politicians are looking always at the next highest office and have not really fulfilled their obligations. They kind of just, okay, now I got this job. Now it's time to move on. Kamala Harris has a lot of uh, questions to answer for, but I don't think she'll be asked those questions by our our, our very uh, fawning media. Uh, we're going to be talking about institutional racism, but not in the way that you think regarding Yale and the Department of Justice. We have a very informed writer from the Wall Street Journal, Dion Pierre, is going to be on in the uh, top of the hour. Stick around. We got a lot more. We got a pack next hour. I am Khalid Namar, and you are listening to the Bob France Authority. <laughs> 